drug dealing bookers. Oi. <laughs> that should be your new greeting always. I love it. Thanks. Hey, here we are again. Let's give a wine shout out. Woo! Cheryl Lynn brought our wine today from mm. the Pines. This is a winery in Oregon, I believe. And I believe it's around Hood River, Oregon area. This is the Big Red. It's a blend. Mm. 2017 vintage. And it's not bad. No wonder I like it because I tend to like red blends. Yeah. And this is kind of my go-to. Like whenever we're having like a dinner party and I just don't really know what people want, this is the red that I pick. I really like the Pines. And you know what else I've had from the Pines that I absolutely love is their old vines. That's my favorite. So I actually have a, uh, my husband used to get me like a half a case of it every year for Christmas. He would get it. He would get it from the owners. And so that was like, um, and my um, 10 year wedding anniversary is on Friday. And we actually have a 10 year old bottle of the old vines in um, to sell Celebrate our 10 year anniversary that we're drinking. It's ancient vines in. <laughs> it's vinegar. Yes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> or an ancient old vines in. It's going to be amazing. Good. Yes. Okay. All right. Book. All this right. Cheryl Lynn's pick. I picked The Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn. I picked this book because I love thrillers. Mm-hmm. And I also liked the fact that it's getting ready to be made into a movie. And so I wanted to read the book before I saw the movie. I try to kind of stay ahead of those when I can. So, All right. I think that's time for the summary. All right. Here we go. So Anna Fox is an agoraphobic, meaning she gets severe anxiety if she leaves the house. She's also depressed, has a drinking problem, and stopped working 10 months ago. Her daughter, Olivia, lives with her husband, Ed. They're separated. A new set of neighbors, Alistair and Jane Russell, have moved in with their son, Ethan. Ethan is a troubled teenager, but he's nice, and Anna gets to know Ethan and Jane. However, Alistair seems controlling and suspicious of Anna spending time with his family. Anna hears screams from the Russell's house. She calls, but Ethan says it's okay, and his dad just lost his temper. However, later, Anna sees that Jane has been stabbed, and Anna calls the police. Anna tries to leave the house to help, but faints. When she awakes, Anna explains to the police what happened and that it was Alistair, but they say that Jane is fine and bring Jane over. But this Jane is a woman Anna has never seen before. Anna starts making more efforts to leave the house in order to investigate imposter Jane. Anna's agoraphobia arose from a car accident that left her whole family stranded and injured during a snowstorm. Anna feels guilty because they had been on a vacation when Ed found out that Anna had been having an affair. They left early because of the discovery, which resulted in them getting caught in the storm. Anna knows that she saw Jane get killed, but the police think she imagined it due to some combination of drinking and a lot of pills. The police say that they've talked to Anna's doctor. They know that Anna is delusional because Ed and Olivia, her husband and daughter, are actually both dead and they died in the accident. Anna knows it on some level, but is in denial. Anna shows Ethan a photograph, proof that Jane number one existed. Ethan finally admits that it's his biological mother, Katie. That night, Ethan shows up to try to kill Anna to keep her quiet. It's revealed that Katie is a former drug addict who came back to reconnect with her son, Ethan, but he stabbed her. Ethan has always been a problem child with his personality disorders due to his upbringing. Alistair had been trying to control him and lied to cover for him. In the end, Ethan dies in the scuffle Alistair is arrested for the cover-up, and a friend helps Anna take a few steps into the light. So that is a summary, and we actually got that off the bibliophile.com. Uh, someone I prepared, <laughs> and I kind of wrote it as beautifully as that, but that is a nice overview it of is. the book. Of kind of to the point and did the different twists that happened. Yeah, and I needed that because I have totally forgot the book. I did read it. Yes, we did read it. It's a little bit difficult to connect. We've all had things Mm, going on. But I normally take about, (laughs) lately, it's been taking me like six weeks to eight Mm. weeks to finish a book. I read this one in four days. So that is like huge for me. I texted both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to do with it. I actually work more hours now. But (laughs) Well, and it was promising for me that you finish it so fast because I was like, oh my gosh, this must be super good. Mm Because usually I'm the first one to finish. Yeah. But it wasn't. I was bored. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, we'll get to that. So we'll go through the rating system. So our ratings for this time is anti-platelet 
medications. Mostly because of the bloody scene at the end that she has with Ethan, um, that Annie has with Ethan. Also the red wine she's always drinking kind of reminded me of blood. So anyway, so we're doing antiplatelets. Remember our rating is one, which is lowest to five, which is highest. So the number one, which is lowest we chose is Enegrolide. Okay. Number which is brand name what again? Agrilin. Oh yeah, Agrilin. Yeah. Okay. And then number two is Solostazole. And brand name on this one was Cletal. Right. Number three is Clopidogrel, which is Plavix. Well, I know that one. I know that was popular. <laughs> everyone knows that one. Number four is Aspirin, so everyone should know this one. <laughs> aspirin. Exactly. And uh, number five is Teclopidine. Brand name of that one, do you know? No, that? I dang it. Ticklet, the... Oh yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. okay, so that's number five. Mostly because it prolongs your bleeding time. So in case you are curious for all those which would have been advantageous for that bloody scene at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I really just would have kept going. Okay, so that's our that's our fun stuff okay uh, so the so the best rating like if the book is the best then we rate it ticklet right exactly and if the book is the worst we're going to rate it the Niagara line. Niagara line. yes okay. yes exactly. and the middle of the road is plavix okay middle of the road okay. is plavix right. and what's four four was aspirin oh yeah okay yeah all right. right okay and if you have issues with my rating system Please feel free, and I will explain to you exactly why I put them in that order. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, pharmacist Tanisha. <laughs> to put out PSAs. Yeah. I'm sure everybody the more you know. Very, very curious. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> They're like, I, I wonder the amount of our listeners being in pharmacy world. They're like, what are these crazy girls talking about? <laughs> Okay, we're going to do a no-hold-barred discussion right now. Yes. This is our in-depth <gasps> analysis of the book. Okay, you want to go first, Sharon? Yeah, I'm going to go first before okay. you tarnish. Okay, go ahead. Because <laughs> before it's tarnished, Tanisha just trashes it. Okay. Tanisha trash talk. Yeah, it's true. Trash talk with Tanisha. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We need like a catchy theme song. I could do a song. whole hour. I oh, should do yes, like a post for the I would love it. <laughs> Tanisha's, what you really, tell me what you really think. <laughs> um, okay, so as far as the book, I actually really liked it. I, it was slow moving like in the beginning, you know, like mm. it was basically, it was just her getting drunk and popping pills for mm. 60% of the book. I mean, it really was a lot of like, wow, come on, lady, get it together. And Boring. like, you want people to think of you differently? Well, then stop drinking and stop popping pills. Like, and then being in pharmacy, I was like, wow, like how she has an overdose, I have no idea. So. That was kind of frustrating. But as far as I did not see the twist coming, like those were really shocking for me. And sometimes it's because I try not to unravel the book. I want the surprise. Mm -hmm. And so maybe it's because I just try not to think about like I do the same thing in movies. I don't try to be like, oh, who is that guy? Or who's the killer? I want to go with the flow that they intended for you to go in. So I don't try and I think maybe that's why I don't go there. Well, I don't necessarily try, but when it's really easy <laughs> it just See, pops yeah i i really thought i mean maybe it's because i'm a cynic maybe yeah and that honestly that probably is it and you know like this is kind of different personality traits whether or yeah. not you look okay, at it but you're loving that, lovely and trusting who who guessed who the killer was before no was i wasn't surprised i wasn't surprised but did you guess it i mean is that no what you thought? that okay. I, I didn't guess Me it neither. but i wasn't surprised so, yeah no i didn't same. I didn't get that at all. And so I, when she was talking to her husband and her daughter all the time, I just thought, okay, well, she's a drug addict and she drinks so much that, that he wants what's best for her and his daughter. And so he's just keeping them away, but he does like daily check-ins because he cares Mm -hmm. about her and he wants to check and see how she's doing. Mm -hmm. So I literally thought that's what it was. And then when I found out they died, like that was shocking. And then like, I don't know that. That was so predictable. Oh, I did not get that. And then, the whole scene of her like sitting there with her, basically like her husband and her daughter dead, like 
until they were found. Like that whole scene was like unreal. shocking for me. Yeah, that would <laughs> oh, be I didn't... unreal. Yeah. But not shocking. Extremely predictable. Really? Extremely. Well, oh, because yeah. the whole book was like a whole bunch of different movies. So the first part when I'm when I'm reading this book, I'm thinking I'm watching Rear Window. And I just watched Rear Window just actually a couple of weeks ago because I love film noir. Uh-huh. So so I was totally loving this book. And mm-hmm. I've made a list of a bunch of movies that I want to watch because of it. Because this author kept going in and talking about all these different movies. Yeah. But, but one of the first movies the author mentioned was Rear Window. And as I'm reading this, I'm like, this is Rear Window. The mm-hmm. author is just rewriting Rear Window. This is ridiculous. And so then when she's with the whole thing with her husband and her daughter and everything, I'm thinking, Sixth Sense, what do you bet that those people aren't going to be dead? <laughs> How and funny. Sure enough, dead. So, yeah, I thought that was that was just ridiculous. Well, and then like there part. was some thoughts with, what was that Sigourney Weaver movie? Where they basically were saying he took a lot of the same aspects of this movie. Isn't he? Author yeah, his he? name's actually Dan okay. Mallory. That he took a lot of the similar aspects from this movie that Sigourney Weaver was in about like an agoraphobic um, woman that was trying to help solve. Um, oh a yeah, case. you said that. I wanted to. I wanted to watch that movie too, but. Yeah, I was planning on it, but I didn't. But side note, actually, after reading about that, this guy, Dan Mallory, sounds like a piece. Like, he actually reminds me of Ethan, the character in this book. Because he seems to be a little bit of a pathological liar. And he keeps, um, like, (laughs) creating stories and then changing them. Like, he had said he had cancer and survived. His mom had cancer and died, which he didn't. The author did? Yeah, he said his brother was sick and had cerebral palsy and died, which he didn't. Like, it just was kind of weird. But anyway, that's off topic. Ethan was one of the it could people be that he met in the, in the psych ward. Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, that's me. I'm Ethan. Or, oh, I, rem- I met Ethan. I met, yeah. maybe this really is Ethan. Maybe this is another kid there. But I also, like, I got a little annoyed because at the very beginning, she it was just her watching video, like, old movies and drinking. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, here's another old movie I'm going to talk about and mention. Oh, and oh, why more? And then I was like, when is this going to start? Like, they could have cut out the first hundred pages. No, I do agree with that. Because I, I was like, okay, I know there has to be twists. Like, I knew yeah. that there were twists and that there was excitement coming. Otherwise, like, that'd be awful. Right. And so that's kind of what powered me through. Is I was like, okay, just get through this. Just get through this. And I think that they were just trying to, sh- to put you in her repetition of and, like and kind of... Where you're living the, like, day-to-day choice to drink and pop pills and be kind of stuck in memories and all of that. So I feel like they were, she did that on purpose to make it monotonous. So you felt monotonous, kind of like the character, but it was. Oh, I did. I did. (laughs) I felt that. It was a little much. I was like, okay, another night. Like, yeah, it, it was, it was too much. For me i was so bored and then i started thinking like maybe i'm not into the psychological thriller genre in general because it seems to kind of go a little slow boring and then like all the action happens at the end so maybe that's just not kind of my my forte but either that or i suck at picking them <laughs> uh, that's probably it no no but i will say what bothered me was okay first her and her husband like her husband found out that she was cheating on but they still decided to go on this trip. Okay. Right. So the dad, they were supposed to not say anything and then tell her after Christmas, blah, whatever. So the dad's like, no, I can't do this. Just tell her. So they tell her. And then the girl's like, I want to go home. I don't care if you want to go home, little yeah. girl. There's a storm of brewing. Yeah. yeah. You don't. No yeah. That, that, that actually stupid. bothered me too. I'm like, really? Why? Like, no. if you have this crazy revelation in your family, like, why don't you stay on your trip and work through it as a family instead of, like, let's run away when everybody's emotional in the middle right. of a giant storm? Like, yeah. I just thought, like, you're right. It's return. dark and a storm is coming. I'll totally drive along these treacherous roads on a mountain. But the eight year old wants to go home. Who she can, she's eight. She wants it now, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want my golden goose. <laughs> Well, and then, you know, of course, the the mom's driving, Annie's driving, and, like, her 
her uh, co-worker partner in the business who she's cheating on her husband with calls right and you know the husband's like oh I'm gonna talk to him and so she's the one that's trying to fumble the phone away from him and that's how she goes off the road okay first off she would have told her co-worker that they were going on this vacation still he wouldn't have yeah, called that was stupid he would not have called okay let's just be very clear about yeah, that that's so like he would have waited for her to contact him like and you're you like know, let's tell you the real steps to have an affair yeah, yeah. i mean Let come me on you, this, is, that this is was not, not a realistic way. affair exactly and like you know the husband was like no i'm gonna talk to him you know what? You're the one that cheated on him. Let him yell at the guy. And totally. The guy's, the guy's probably just going to hang up anyway. Let him have his say. Like, let him tell this guy off. Yes. Because he ruined his family. Yeah. Like, I thought the oh. same thing. That was kind of, yeah, like, was dumb. So the whole pretense on how they got there was just lies to me. I just, <laughs> I, I didn't think it was plausible at all. I just, so that sort of, I think, put a, also another bad taste in my mouth because I just, I didn't feel like it was really thought out very well. Yeah. I was like, this wouldn't have happened. Come on, buddy. Yeah. And then the fact, you know, when they do crash, she pulls her, her husband and her daughter like in and out of the car several times and the car was upside down. No, no. You know, with, like, this severe back injury supposedly she has and that she had to do PT for and all this kind of stuff. No, that would not have happened. Right. Like, he was just trying to make it dramatic by, like, oh, she pulled him out to save him. Oh, no, the storms are coming. We must put them back in the car. <laughs> oh, no, now that's free to go out again. And then they pull Plus, like, out. if you think about a car that's gone over the edge of a cliff and landed yeah. on its roof... The opening would not be big enough to push a grown man through the window no. and then I'd be able to like, how do you maneuver? Like that was the only thing I was just sitting there thinking that I'm like, that's not possible. Even if you were in the best shape, yeah. let alone you have all these broken everything and just, yeah, yeah, that did seem a little, yeah, that whole scene was, well, it was pretty brutal. It was and pretty far, gruesome. It yeah, was also it was gruesome. It made me really sad. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I sometimes some scenes. I don't remember if I cried during that scene or not. I cry? I don't remember. It was, uh, I am was really good at putting myself in moments that, like, I'm reading and some, you know, as long as they paint it well. Empathy. And that one, mm -hmm. yes, and that one, I was like, oh, this is a little traumatic. Like, I was a little traumatized by that scene yeah. of thinking, because yeah. I'm sitting there thinking what that would be like if I was in that scenario, right. and then, like, and that was, and then I kept thinking, how is she ever going to get found? Like, I just kept thinking, like, how do you get found if you're down this ravine? Which was far-fetched. Which was, because, again, far-fetched. And yeah. he totally glossed over. He's like, and then we were found two days later. Yeah. There would how? have been snow, no tracks of the car. The That's car was what I completely mean. Like, covered. How? There's no way, way that the they would have been found. The ravine, way no. how many feet down? So, yeah, they wouldn't, they, been, they wouldn't have been found. They would have all been covered with snow and frozen. And dead. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, that... So that, that was fun. I'm actually surprised he didn't have a scene where the car blew up. I was like, oh, you know what I mean? Just to be like, ooh, more drama. Like, <laughs> okay, but with all that said, now that we've trashed it somewhat, I let's continue really, trashing. I kind of liked it. I mean, I it was a book that I kept wanting to pick up and read. Yeah, and um, that doesn't happen a lot. You know, I really, yeah. I mean, it was really something that I really wanted to pick up and. I liked it. I always compare everything to Silent Patient, but it's just because that was such dog shit. And so yeah. I want to... And then now that these are in the same genre, this at least didn't had closed loops. I mean, the author yeah. at least closed yeah. all the loops. Not that there yeah. were a lot of loops to close. It wasn't a intricately woven no. book. So well, there wasn't the a lot of things. like a five-year-old. Yeah, year -old. yeah. She could actually write. Yeah, she could write. And... I, like I said, I read it in four days. So that says yeah. something. And yeah. at the end, I was shocked. I had no idea that it was going to be the teenage son. And the moment she wrote about Alistair, like, confronting her, like, I was, like, freaked out for her. And then I was, yeah. I think I went through a lot of emotions with this book. Like, I was frustrated when the police wouldn't listen to her. And everyone wrote her off as yeah. a drunk. And I was frustrated then when she would continue drinking to look like a drunk so no one will believe you. And then I was, like, stressed out for her. She'd have these panic attacks outside of the house and thinking mm. about what that would be like. I kind of empathized with her. And then, yeah. And then the end was crazy. So two things. Okay. 
First, so she saw the woman be stabbed. She called the police. Instead of giving them their address, which she knew because she was peeping on everybody, she gave them her address. So what do they do? They go to her house. They see her collapsed not far in front of her house. So they think it was for her. So, no, you would not do that. You would give them the house. Oh, I just saw my neighbor being stabbed. Come to my house. What? No. No. But, like, in a moment of panic, though, I mean, I listen to a lot of true crime and there people do some really dumb stuff on 911 calls mm. or like on a moment of panic and like you know if you witness somebody getting stabbed and bleeding to death mm. like that would be it'd be hard to think clearly yeah you might and not to come remember up with an address. their address yeah to come yeah. up with somebody else's address much less come up with my own address would be maybe hard well even just saying like oh i saw my neighbor get stabbed it's the one directly across from my house here's my address yeah. it's i don't know i yeah. feel like and then, you know, she dropped her phone. Like, she was upstairs. She called, dropped her phone, and then tried to run outside. That, you wouldn't drop your phone. I don't. That just seemed, it was a little bit too Well, it was like a pretty typical thriller movie, don't you think? Like, in a thriller movie, you yeah. drop, they drop their Which phone nobody does. Get, Everyone has that at your hip. Yeah. And you always run upstairs when she did that. So as soon as the part where she's running away from Ethan and she runs to the roof of the building, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, okay, but then it did go on with her again, agoraphobia. Alfred Hitchcock, this is so Hitchcockian, it's yeah. crazy. I yeah. mean, and, and the author even mentioned many different Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, and so that's so Alfred Hitchcock. He runs up the stairs and oh, But doesn't use and- her binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> to see the face of the killer. Even though she uses them all the time. She, oh, I'm not going to pick these up. I'm just going to call and Well, she down. couldn't see the but killer she because... She was her telephoto lens, wasn't she? Wasn't she trying no, to see with the telephoto lens at that time? No, I didn't think she picked it up at all. Well, or am I thinking of rear window, the actual rear window? <laughs> oh my God, you're funny. <laughs> well, remember she said that she couldn't see because like the, the killer was standing kind of behind a wall or something like this. And she just saw Jane and a hand come out and stab well, her. Well, if she had kind of moved around, I mean, because the killer's not going to stay in one place. Right. If she would have just chilled and had her binoculars, she would have been able to see like a face. Yeah. The other thing too is like Alistair came and threatened her. No, he wouldn't have broken into her house, played this, like, cat and mouse game with her, like, come on down, while he has a knife in his hand, just to, like, protect his son. Yeah. Like, he would have had had a conversation, like, you know, I'm asking you to stay away from my son just because he has some issues that we've run into in the past. Yeah, a real, and a a real adult would have done that. Yes. And I do think, but I do think it was interesting, the whole Alistair-Ethan relationship, though. Like, I did find that dynamic interesting. Like, and I do think that Alistair was a a really menacing character. Like, I would be, like, really nervous when she'd be like, like, oh, he'd call or he would show up. Like, it would kind of scare me. I'd be like, whoa. Like, well, especially if you thought, like, he killed somebody. Yeah. But he seemed to be, like, just a very serious, you know, kind of a guy and... I know he was trying to protect his son and everything, but, I mean, I think he he wouldn't have broken into someone's house, like, played cat and mouse, and been like, I'm going to kill you if you ever talk to my son again. Because really, in your mind, you know that that's just going to make it so she's going to try harder. Like, right. I don't know. You would have been like, okay, you know, we need to talk. My son has to... Like, I, just, I just didn't find that that believable. The part that bothered me is when she gave Ethan a key. Like, okay, you have this child, and I'm all about protecting a child, but, like, you have this man who's threatening with your life to stay away from his child, and then you're like, hey, if you ever need a place to just get away from your family, here's a key to my house. Like, how did you envision that going well? Like, like I just didn't understand. But I have to tell you, what did you guys think of the part of, like, when she found the picture of herself sleeping? Like, that, that was creepy. Me out. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. There were some creepy parts. Like, oh, come on, Tanisha. No, no, that I didn't. It was creepy. It actually, because I didn't think that she'd actually done it. But when they were, like, when the police were saying, hey, this is, you did this, and they found the phone, like, the photo on her phone, like, they actually made it seem like maybe she is delusional. Yeah, maybe no, I went through a whole thing of thinking yeah. she's self sabotaging and, like, really doing it 
like almost split personality like it did make me go whoa and it was that was creepy that's true i would have liked that in the book that i thought was kind of interesting i liked that one and i I wish they would have kept that as the as the ending being that she was this really was a delusion yeah yeah because that i thought was really good but you didn't see Ethan coming as the killer. I did, so but I, I wasn't mean... surprised because she was like a, a child psychologist. So it actually makes sense that, oh, it, of course it would be her that didn't see the child coming because that she should have seen it. Yeah. Like she even does some, like he asked her to like, <laughs> oh, diagnose me or whatever. And so she starts talking. It So in that aspect, I was like, oh, I guess I should have seen it just because this, this guy wasn't very... So did you guys think that was kind of crazy that the child psychologist couldn't, could had no clue that there was something off about Ethan? Maybe it's because she was drunk all the time. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. And on all those drugs. Why did her psychologist have her on so many drugs? Yeah, that was what was crazy. I know why. Okay, he had her do that because she told him, even though I'm sure he thought it was a lie, but she told him that she was taking off her meds as prescribed and they weren't working. So the doc kept upping them because... You know, she needed results. But the truth was, she wasn't actually taking them. She wasn't she taking was them. She was taking them, wasn't she? Or she'd take them all at once. She yeah. She wasn't taking them the way she's supposed to. Yeah, she wasn't taking them regularly. And the then normal. She, exactly. Then Could she you would... do a PSA on how you handle drugs like that in a correct way? <laughs> yes, you need to make sure you take them properly on a daily basis because you can go through withdrawals. That's the name. Just because your brain oh, chemistry cool. gets used to, to medication. So you just got to be really careful with that. Um, and it's very dangerous to to decide just to OD. And even in the book, they mentioned she had kind of uh, talked herself into committing suicide after they convinced her that she had these delusions and that it really was her that did all this stuff. Yeah. So now I remember how I just how I figured out that her family was dead. Oh. So when she was talking to the to her doctor and. She, she seemed to be doing just fine. And then the doctor's like, are you taking your meds? Yes. I'm concerned about you. I need to increase your, your drugs. And I was mm-hmm. like, what's so concerning about it? I mean, it seemed like a pretty typical yeah. conversation. There was no alarming thing going on in their, in their visit. So then I thought, oh, why is he concerned? Because she's, she's talking about these people as if they're alive. Yeah. Aha! Oh, okay. So look at you. Here's the thing that I found suspicious was that they were always available whenever she called. She just (laughs) called up, and she was always available when they called. And uh, the other thing too is, it just seemed like that would be like her doctor was always available. You mean no, that her husband and daughter they were always available. Yeah, that's true. Whenever they called, they were right there and. Come on, he yeah, would have a point. job. She'd be at school yeah, and doing point. some other things. And oh, side note, something that really bothered me was when she mentioned like her daughter gaining weight. Do you remember that part about where she's telling she's like, Oh, it's a Chinese night when she's like asking her husband what they're gonna eat and oh, the yeah, husband's he, oh she I, was like, You better be careful. Yeah, with that. be careful because you know, girls her age, they'll start to pack on the pounds and he's like, I can take care of like I was like what even when your family's dead you're still being a bitch yeah Yeah. right like you constructed this like yeah that's kind of funny you're still like a dick about your making sure your child doesn't eat too much chinese food because she's gonna pack on the pounds what the hell is wrong with you You're like an uber asshole. Like, yeah, seriously. And I just, and maybe that's why, but I just did not like her. I did not like this main character. I was actually, I don't think she was, she wasn't meant to be like, I mean, I really, she's a delusional, crazy person. I mean, who sits there and looks at their neighbors all day long? I I mean, how creepy creepy that she knew. (laughs) Well, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of wish that. You know, they'd both done away with each other, maybe, that, you know, they both fell to their deaths. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted her to get help, you know? Like, I do like how, you know, she was, at the end, she was kind of working on getting her life back together and, like... That would have been the perfect ending where he falls through the skylight and then she looks and then she gets a case of what? Vertigo! (laughs) (laughs) And then she falls through... (laughs) 
gosh, that would have closed it oh perfectly. Oh my gosh, it's that amazing. Perfect. <laughs> Open with Hitchcock, end with Hitchcock. Yeah. That, that AJ Finn, you're slipping. She's going to listen to this and be like, man. Forgot for Vertigo. He. he. It's a he. AJ oh, Finn's he. a he? Yeah, because his name's Dan Malroy. Oh, are you serious? And that's like yeah. his pen name? Yeah, that's his pen name. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. AJ Finn. You man. You man. You man, you. Um, <laughs> but I just, there was too much far-fetched things and, you know, too much is, it's okay if you have a character that's not likable, as long as I like some other character and then I'm trying to, you know, see how that goes. I just didn't care about anyone. I just wanted them all to die. The only one I did, I was sad about that cat. That he hurt the cat. That made me sad. He like broke its leg. I know. Why the, what slave. the hell? Fuck you. I'm going to sure. break your leg before I toss you off the table. I don't remember that part. Oh, her you know, cat. It's yeah, her so cat. Because they hurt animals. You know, yeah, that's the trifecta. That's the serial killer trifecta. He probably oh. went to bed. Oh, and yes. And then the other thing that yeah. we and haven't. And fires. And yep. The other thing we haven't discussed is like her basement tenant that she screwed. And all for the purpose of introducing the rooftop. That's all yeah, that, that was. That's well, right. and a that's... separate a separate person to blame. I mean, he, you know, she thought that he's the one who oh, like killed Jane, yeah, that's and true. That's so a good point. it was to also was offer a, another person because there were so few characters. Because you can't have you can't have a murder mystery with just two or three suspects. Yeah, she had you so have a little... Good there were so little characters that she had to introduce another person. And I did... When she when she talked about his, the earring that she saw Jane, who yeah. was really Kathleen or whatever, yeah. wearing, I was like, oh... oh and I was all like, oh, man. And then he slept with her to try to, like... Yeah, nothing happened. And he was over there working that day. Like, I... This, this book had me really guessing. Like, when I got mm. to the Ethan part, I'm like, shut up. Because... I thought he was like the poor abused boy and Alistair was the psycho who was really controlling and evil. And so I thought all of that was what, you know, like what was going on. I had yeah. no idea it was Ethan. Yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing. What did you guys think of the writing style? Um, I mean, it was, it was okay. I mean, I got through it. I know, I just didn't like the slowness of it. Yeah. But I mean, it was okay. He painted a picture. I was able to kind of see things. I did skim through just because I'm not a big architecture person. Like, when you start talking about the layout of the house and what it looked like and stuff, I was kind of bored. But, yeah. you know, I sort of skimmed through that part. But I thought that the his writing style was fine. And I didn't get jerked out of it too much other than, like, the like the plot points that made me kind of just roll my eyes. Or I'd have to take a break really quick from it. But other than that, I mean, it was it was fine. Did you yeah. like it? Yeah, I mean, I thought she wrote. I thought he wrote well. I thought that you know, I didn't have any issues with it being in you know, like where I felt like, oh, this is a really elementary book. And oh, yeah, I didn't and I that. think that the I I took the purpose of it being slow in the beginning as a reason to make you empathize with and really feel like what mm. her life was day in day out. Like her life was very lonely and it was very isolated, and so I feel like that's what he tried to paint was a book that made you feel isolated like you were there with her in this rhythmic just loneliness of being day in day out your whole day is is watching movies spying on neighbors taking pills drinking booze sounds nice day in day out day in day out i I know i thought oh that doesn't sound all bad look at all those (laughs) old movies she's watching how fun i I will say though that he did he did a good job kind of describing how she was feeling as she left the house kind of that like panic yeah and i really like that idea of the umbrella being her like she'd put it in front of her so that she wouldn't focus the big expanse of the world she just focused on the umbrella yeah so i mean i thought that those those were some some nice touches i also liked how he had her like still being a psychologist in the online community oh yeah she was trying to help others yeah trying to find an outlet to like still use her skill right to help out other people going through things oh and then how crazy that it was ethan who created that one lady the old lady oh, so, yeah well i figured that was also something predictable really I was like, okay, yeah. 
somebody around there is this is not man really just because back in he kept talking about it so you're like this has got to play up somewhere yeah because he kept talking about her talking to this specific older lady so you're like this has got to play in see i'm so naive yeah. because <laughs> like i'm reading that thinking that okay there's a purpose like i right. did i did think the same yeah. thing like there's a purpose this woman keeps coming back up but I thought the old lady with the agoraphobia that kept messaging her online for help, I thought that it was just showing some type of relationship that she's mm. making because she has so few of them. Mm. And I thought it was there for a purpose of maybe, like, that woman helps her in some mm. way. Like, you know, no, like, she's good. She's not fully crazy. You know, like, I just thought she'd yeah. pull in in some, in, in kind some of in her fashion. defense in some way. Well, see, that's where I knew, I I figured the killer was actually the old grandma, but I didn't oh, know who the killer evil. was. So that was interesting. So, you huh. know, when it finally came out, then I was like, oh, well, of course. But, yeah, I I had this suspicion that this grandma was just not who she seemed. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that I didn't like, and this is just kind of general I think in life, too, is I hate it when People always have to go by doctor. Like, even when she went was in the hospital, when the police picked her up and she had that panic attack, so she was hospitalized, she wakes up and they're like, oh, you know, Miss Blah Blah Blah. And she's like, it's doctor. You <laughs> yeah. pretentious bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Like, even in her online community, she couldn't just be there to help people. She had to let everybody know she was a doctor. <laughs> but there are doctors like that. Most doctors are beautiful, wonderful people. As yeah. I'm sitting here with doctors. But one problem, like, I have come across doctors who, like, in working at a hospital, who you address them not as doctor. And, like, one time I watched this doctor hold her for badge and go, it's doctor. Like, poor wow. out badge in somebody's face and, like, corrected them. Like, it's doctor. I've been like, oh, I was like, wow. So, I've I mean, it really, does happen. I've never honestly met any doctors like that. But oh, I yeah. feel like doctors went to school for a long time uh -huh. for that title. So, they deserve it. I mean, I try to call them doctor as much as I can. I think they deserve that. That's that's a lot of work to yeah. become a doctor. Well, yeah. and then also, to she's feeling no control in her life. And that's the only thing she has. It feels that she has achieved that hasn't been taken from her as far as her family. So, I think she yeah. was just trying to... I just feel like it's... It's coming across false because she's all kinds of messed up and she's coming across to these other people that, you know, oh, I'm a doctor. I can help you. Girl, you can't help yourself. Yeah. Like <laughs> instead of them listening to their their doctors who actually know them and their situation better, she's, you know, huffing off her advice to make her feel better and feel like she has meaning. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Are you guys going to watch the movie when it comes out? No. Yeah. You yeah. won't watch the no. movie? Really? Oh, yeah. What no. if it's great? If it won't be. If movie theaters are open, I probably won't spend I thought it was a Netflix. I thought it was Netflix. Uh, is it a Netflix movie? Oh, well, then definitely I'm going to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, no, I totally sure will. We can get together Let's get and together and drink wine and watch <laughs> The Woman in the Window with Amy Adams. <laughs> I'd just... rather watch all the film noir that was Ooh, I would like to do that too. That'd be fine. See, I would like that because, yeah, because there was a couple movies that they mentioned I really liked. Like, I told you I love Laura. Yeah. That was an awesome yeah you movie. said that. So I was like, oh, if anything, I'd maybe watch those. But I, I love all the those. Alfred Hitchcock movies, and I just love all film noir. So I just, another thing too is I just don't see Amy Adams as the woman. I'm sorry. She's too mild mannered. Who's Amy Adams? The actress. The actress gonna who's going to play. play. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's play her. just not a good fit. Really? Oh, I think yeah. so. Now you're wrong. <laughs> well, just you won't know because you're not going to watch the movie. I know. So you can tell me if you like it. I will it. tell you. And I'll oh, probably like know, it. I thought she was too young, but now that I'm saying that, she had a, how old? Eight-year-old? Although, I think this woman, she seems like she's probably in her 40s. Yeah. Is Amy Adams not in her 40s, no. right? Yeah. No, I don't Really? She looks so. like she's super young. I don't she know. She looks young. She looks she's... too fragile to me. Like, but this woman little. is fragile. She's an agoraphobic and like doesn't know, eat. She doesn't but... eat. She just drinks and takes pills all day. I just because I think part of it is that Amy Adams is sort of like the America's sweetheart or whatever. Yeah. I can't see her in this alcoholic, horrible person role. Yeah, I'm excited to see how she does. Yeah, she'll hmm. either do amazing or she won't. Yeah, you'll have to let me know. I'm sure I will. it'll suck. I will. So, ratings. Ratings. Hmm. 
Would you read anything by A.J. Finnegan? No, I would not. How about you, Cheryl? Oh, that's a tough one, because this book was okay. Yeah, yeah, I probably would. Yeah, because maybe they'd get even better. Yeah. My thing, I think, is basically just because I read so much about him as a person. I wouldn't want to support him as a person. So maybe that's why I wouldn't read it. But also, I just don't think this genre is my thing. It's too slow. I want death from the very beginning. (laughs) It's really funny because when we're watching like a forensic files or like a dateline, it'll be like, oh, we'll read the little snippet. And it's like not about somebody dying. We're like, oh, that was lame. Let's watch it. I totally get it. I know that's really dark. And I know, I know. But I'm like, oh, there's not murder in this one. It's boring. (laughs) You just did the same thing. You're like, I want people to die from the beginning. Yes, they need to. I want action from the beginning. No, I would like to read a thriller that it's not the last 30 pages. Like, I really, I would like one too that keeps me guessing from the beginning. Did you guys read Gone Girl? No, but the movie of that was freaking insane. The movie was stupid, but the book was way, way better. Really? Oh, yeah. I read The Girl on the Train, and I I hate... I didn't like it. No, I hated everything except for the bad guy. Oh, he's one of my favorite characters I have ever read, ever. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He was a good one, but I didn't like that book. It was, like, so But the Gone Girl book was really good? Gone Girl book was really good. Okay, I'm going to have to read that, like, on my own. Yeah, time. in fact, I I read that one first, and then I decided. And that's to read Jillian all Flynn, Jillian isn't it? Yeah, Jillian okay. Flynn because of that. But Gone Girl was the best. Have I you guys really read? Like didn't she write the Sharp Objects? Yeah, that's her newest yeah, book. Have you read that? Places. Yeah, you've read all of them. Yeah, okay. because because I like Gone Girl so yeah, so much. Like, oh, I got to read all her books. So, so you I read do them, you but Gone like Girl was psychological way... thrillers? Oh, I love them. I totally do. Oh, I watch nice. Criminal Minds. I, yeah, love, I love that stuff show. Like that. That you I guess I'm just like a teenager inside where I need action from the beginning. <laughs> Man, there is this book that on all of these crime podcasts uh, pages I'm on, people are freaking out about this book called Verity. Oh, like, I saw that. And yeah. But I guess it's like gruesome. Like Verity, people said it was... Yeah, people said it's like wicked. But the all the blogs and everything have been blowing up about it. I've never seen a book get talked about by so many people at once. People are going nuts about it. And I'm Even like, Twilight? Oh, I haven't seen anybody. <laughs> Twilight <Twitter. is> <laughs> Okay, so ratings. What are you guys going to rate? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what we were on. I I think I will rate it a Plavix Plus. Because so I like the way plus. that sounds. Plavix Plus. Plavix Plus. Okay, okay. Number three, Plavix. Okay, sure. I think I'm the same, so three and a okay. half. So you're gonna do three and a half, Plavis Plus. It wasn't. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't anything mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, that book was incredible, it was predictable. But I did enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. it was better than okay. I like, would have rated it three. The reason I put a plus on there is because I wanted to pick it up and keep it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to rate this a one, the Enegrolide, but I'll go with <laughs> a, a two. one. <laughs> You wanted to give it a one? Yes. It was so boring. And as I mentioned, there was just a lot of stuff that just wasn't plausible or realistic to me. But I'll go with the two. This lost is all. Uh, mainly because there were, I didn't find any issues with, um, like, his writing. His writing style was fine. I was able to get through it and, you know, see the kind of movie pictures in my head. Right, right. And, you know, and that was fine. And um, even though I didn't like the main character, there is still something to be said about feeling strongly even if it's negatively about the character because they're they're still making you feel a certain way so i'll give it i'll give it a sloths is all two that's where i am so two plus 3.5 3.5s so that would put it at a three so that's just an even good solid even good solid plavix even steven clopidogrel okay might stop the bleeding (laughs) might not (laughs) No, it actually won't stop. No, it's It's not meant to stop. No, it's an uh, irreversible uh, agent that acts for the entire time of a platelet's life. Cause complete bleeding out. Yeah, but your platelets 
are not working for cinnamon in days, which is their life cycle. Anyway. <laughs> All right, AJ Fitton, you gave us a middle of the road book. Middle of the road. The drug next dealing time, bookers. Next time will be better, EG. EJ? Or AJ. AJ. Pick another person from the psych ward, Dan. Pick a different <laughs> friend. I think it was him. I think he's Ethan. You think so? Yes, I think he is like a sociopath. Okay, Dan, you gotta pick one liar. of the people you met in the psych yeah, ward. Yeah, do him. So a friend. Yeah, now I want to read about the author. You, yeah, you should. It's very interesting. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to totally check him out. Yeah. That was more exciting than the book. <laughs> it was. <laughs> well, I like the book. Would you recommend this book to anybody? No. Well, I mean, I don't know. No, probably not. Because yeah. there are so many others that, yeah, that are I better. would recommend. Yeah. yeah. So, next pick is Cheryl. Next pick is from me, and I picked this. I know absolutely nothing about the book. I just picked it because I read a book called Nightingale. The mm-hmm. Nightingale. <gasps> My sister just told me that's the best book she's ever oh, written. It's or read. Really, it's she's really ever read. <laughs> and she was like, you She guys, wrote it? She wrote it. Wow. But my sister just told me it was the best book. Oh my gosh, I can't even talk. Best book she's <laughs> ever read. Wine? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, and she was like, you guys have to read this one. So it's interesting. Yeah. So I picked it because I was scrolling through looking for books and I saw that one was rated five stars and like, Forty or 50,000 people rated it. And, and it have you read stars. it? And I've read it. And it was really good. So okay. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I agree. Five stars and everybody else thinks so too. So then I kept scrolling and I saw another book that was around 60,000 ratings. And it was five stars. Mm. And I thought, okay, this is my book. And it's Where the Crawdads Sing. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard so. I have, a, I have known nothing about the book. I, it's just, when I'm on all these book forums and everything, that mm-hmm. book is just, for the last two years, it's constantly yeah. It's always about. in the top, like, you yeah, know, on Amazon I mean, and stuff. It's always in their bestseller section. I've always, it's always been on my want to read, so I'm, I'm excited to get the chance to. Yeah, I don't know anything about it, and I actually really don't even have any, anything to read from it or anything, although there is a prologue. I could read part of the prologue. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. But there's like it's a, not very long. Okay. You guys, well, it's a, yeah, it's about a page and a half. Yeah, let's read the po- prologue. Right. Okay. Prologue. 1969. Marsh is not swamp. Marsh is a space of light where grass grows in water and water flows into the sky. Slow moving creeks wander, carrying the orb of the sun with them to the sea and long legged birds lift with unexpected grace as though not built to fly. Against the roar of a thousand snow geese. Then, within the marsh, here and there, true swamp crawls into low lying bogs, hidden in clammy forests. Swamp water is still and dark, having swallowed the light in its muddy throat. Even night crawlers are diurnal in this lair. There are sounds, of course, but compared to the marsh, the swamp is quiet, because decomposition is cellular work. Life decays and reeks and returns to the rotted duff. A poignant wallow of death begetting life. On the morning of October 30th, 1969, the body of Chase Andrews lay in the swamp, which would have absorbed it silently, routinely, hiding it for good. A swamp knows all about death and doesn't necessarily define it as a tragedy, certainly not a sin, but this morning two boys from the village rode their bikes out to the old fire tower and, from the third switchback, spotted his denim jacket. You just got death in the beginning. Death mm-hmm. in the beginning. Oh, and the prologue. It's everything you wanted. Yeah, everything. In the first couple hundred words, someone died. <laughs> That's true, but okay, there was no Okay, what musical. don't you like about it? <laughs> uh, she, I, I could hear her groaning I know, it's throughout so funny. my reading. I wish I our listeners like, could see oh, Tanisha's face. I don't know. I feel like the author was trying to be poetic just to... Be poetic. I agree. I just, it um, but maybe it was contrived. how I was reading. Maybe I was. Just yeah. Maybe that's how she reads. Read. Maybe if you maybe read you it just non-poetic. Yeah. Read it non. Yeah. Read it like what a we, redneck talking what about the swamp. What if we do something like this? On the morning of October thirtieth, nineteen sixty-nine, the body of Chase Andrews lay in the swamp. Yeah. In the swamp, which would have absorbed <laughs> it silently, routinely. 
routinely. <laughs> Hiding no. it for good. A no. swamp knows all about death and doesn't necessarily define it as tragedy. Certainly not a sin. <laughs> oh Actually, that does help a Will you please read it like that, the whole book? Uh, like, can we just do nighttime yes. reading with Cheryl and just read it? Awesome. <laughs> I mean, you're like Jeff Foxworthy voice. Like, <laughs> I wonder how the um, uh, like the Audible author reads it. Ooh. Oh, oh, <laughs> maybe I should be an Audible reader. <gasps> you should you be should. an Audible reader. Oh my god, I could read all books like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this morning, two boys from the village rode the box out to the old fire tower, and from the slurred <laughs> switchback spotted his <laughs> denim jacket. <laughs> oh my gosh that'd be amazing that would be nice after watching you reenact Wizard of Oz and all the characters you'd be an amazing audible reader like, <laughs> that will stick with me forever and ever oh yeah well so how do we end this thing this thing this thing do we just sign off? Say sayonara, everybody. <laughs> well, we hope that you follow along and that you grab our next book and read it along with us. We hope you enjoy Where the, the Crowd and the and Sing by what? Who's the author? I should say the no, author. That's okay. Uh, Where the Crowd and Sing by shoot Delia Owens. Oh yeah, Delia Owens. Delia Owens. Okay, Where the Crowd and Sing, Delia Owens. All right, we're really excited. And make sure to follow our Facebook, Instagram, send us a message. We have a YouTube channel. Nothing really on there yet, but our other ones do. Yeah. So follow us, suggest wines, different wines, uh, books we should read. Pacific Northwest wines, preferably. We yeah. We like to keep it kind of local. Yeah. She's a snob. You can check in with us. Let us know if you're reading the books along with us, what you think. Actually, I, I changed my mind. I think... You suggest a wine from somewhere other than the Pacific Northwest. I'd love to try it. I would love to expand our horizons. I think you should. So yes, please suggest wines. We like reds. Yep, we red don't, wines. We do we love reds. reds. I don't really care for whites. So I like whites. I like alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We will. Have Sign more content time. Bye bye. in a month. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.